And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. I speak with a lot of Christians every day, and for some reason, they hold on to that. They're like a dog holding to, on to a bone. They will not give up that bad theology. Because what it does, because now if they give it up, now they have to fight. And they don't want that responsibility. They don't want the responsibility to fight back. So they hold to that bad theology like a dog holding a bone. The devil is a liar. Get what I'm saying, saints? Let's move on. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. And there are many... There are many spiritual leaders who can use the same Bible to justify and say, God, God, what? God brings problems. That's up to them. But you take it down and say, you as a father, what you say God does, will you do that to your children? And all of a sudden, everything changes. Everything changes. Yeah. If you say God does that, will you as a human being do that? Oh, no, I won't do that. The Bible says in Luke eleven thirteen. If you who are evil in comparison to God know how to give good gifts. What about God? How much more will he give you good gifts? If Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? If you just sit down, amen, and get rid of all this bad fear. All, some of you need to stop listening. you spiritually apathetic like it killed me anyhow for years for years I believed that men had only body and soul for years because I heard a spiritual leader says that men had body and soul for years and I've been talking about it, talking about I preached it, I preached it, I preached it until while reading through the Bible. That's why I asked you to read. I was reading through the Bible in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. When I read, when I can you put on can you put that on the first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23? For years I've been saying humans are two parts, body and soul, because I heard a preacher said it. I was reading the Bible and God interrupted me. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And I taught it when I began preaching back in the early 90s I preached it over and over again it says Paul is praying for the church he's speaking to the saints in Thessalonica and he said to them and the very God of spirit sanctify you holy and I pray that your whole spirit your whole soul your whole body be preserved and the Holy Ghost said to me do you still believe man has body and soul and I went on my knees and said, God, I'm so sorry. Why? Because I had somebody. It's right here in the Bible. You cannot fight this right here. Now, you may give me your opinion, but it's right there. You have a soul, you have a spirit, and you have a body. Right here. Well, let me move on here. Acts chapter 2, verse, Acts chapter 6, verse 2. Give me five more minutes and I'll be done. Amen? We have to fellowship. Amen? Acts chapter 6, verse 2. So God 
has a solution to the problem the church is facing. There is murmuring. God doesn't like murmur. Amen. But he's going to ensure that it works out for the church's good. Amen. So what he does, glory be to Jesus. Now these Grecian widows, they could have gone to the apostles and said, look, we believe that, you know, instead of murmuring and talking about it, amen, talking about it amongst themselves and talking about it at the house. They could have gone to the apostles. Are you with me, saints? That's what you do. If you have a problem, you go to the person. You don't do like the world. Let the world gossip. Christians born again. We go to the problem and address it. Why? Because people are looking. People are listening. You might get people discouraged. Are you getting what I'm saying? Especially if you are, if you are perceived to be an, a, a leader. Now, not everybody is in the leaders are not on the pulpit all the time. You'd be surprised who leading the congregation. And that's why you have to be very careful the way you speak and what you say about God's word. Amen. So the Bible says, then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them. What did they do with the problem? They took it to the congregation. They got the church involved. Amen. Go to the people. Give them the opportunity to express their approval. Are you with me, sense? You go to the people because people are looking. That is why it's important, brothers and sisters, that you and I, we live and walk circumspectly. So if we are chosen to lead, there will be no murmuring in the church. Are you with me? You live and you live in such a way so your life testifies that you're a leader. Some people, you look at them, they're not on the pulpit. They are not over anything, but you look and say, no, that's a leader. No, that's a woman of God. No, that's a man of God. Because of the way they carry themselves. Are you with me? So when God moves on the leader's heart and asks that this person serve in a particular capacity, the entire church is happy. Yay! Because the church saw them laboring in the vineyard. That's why Joshua had no problem when God called Joshua to lead. Because Joshua was with Moses all the time. I, before Joshua became a leader, he was Moses' servant. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Are you with me? Before he became Moses', before Moses successor, he was Moses' servant. Anyhow, <laughs> the Bible didn't say Joshua was God's servant. He served a man. <laughs> you see you see before 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 god brought this to my attention i'll be honest with you honestly that's why i have to be very careful i was i was influenced by some renegade christians honestly just some renegade christians and i didn't understand that whatever god does he does it through a man are you with me through a what through a man because the bible says if you cannot if you cannot fellowship with your brother whom you can see. You know the rest of the, you know the rest. Are you get what I'm saying? You cannot, are you, are you, are you? So, so that is what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. We are so spiritual, we lose our senses. We spiritualize everything. And not make it real, we lose the substance of the word. And we get so spiritual, not even God can reach to us. And so we are told here um, that they went to the church and they said, look, it is not reason 
that we should leave the word of God. The word reason here is a Greek word that means agree agreeable. It, it just didn't agree with the apostles or seem fit that they should leave the ministry of God's word. Amen. To do these physical chores. Since not that these were beneath them. And you know what I'm saying? You know some people say, well, he arrived, she arrived. No, they no longer want to clean the bathroom. That's not the case here. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That they, the church had grown. And so they needed more helpers in the church. And so God, the apostles came together and said, look, we have to prioritize. Not that this is beneath us because they were doing it before. The Bible says they sold everything and brought it at the apostles' feet. Yeah. So the apostles were the one doing what the deacons or the deaconess is about to do. Yeah. Are you with me, saints? Yeah. So they said the church is increased now. We are no longer 2,000 or 3,000. We are now 25,000. And we need to prioritize the word of God. And prayer. I told you last week that if God is going to use you in any capacity. You must have a prayer life. And you must lose yourself in God's word. I get what I'm saying. You must. I'm not talking about coming here once a week. On Tuesday nights. I'm saying a daily prayer life at your house. Or you go somewhere quiet and you talk to God. That's if you want to be a good leader. Amen. So, brother, the church. Let me just read this. The response demonstrate. When I say response, I'm saying what the, what the apostles decided to do. Demonstrated that the apostles recognized that the most crucial aspect of any church are the faithful teaching and preaching of God's word. And the ministry of prayer. They're, the most important aspect of a church is not the daycare. It is not uh, the feeding. Let me make it abundantly clear. Some of you, it is not having a school. Some spiritual leaders, some spiritual leaders lose. They get lost in other activities that hang on to the church, such as daycare, uh, schools. I have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But when the church was founded, it was not to it was not to have a daycare. It was not to have a preschool. I know some of you, some of you, some of you looking at me like something is wrong. Something is wrong with me. Because you see, the reason why churches do that is because people don't tithe. So the church has to have another source of income. Anyhow. I, no, I hope you, I hope the churches, I hope we are mature. Amen. So we can, we can, we can embrace the truth of God, God's word and say, and say, God, you are right. That is why you have most preachers lose. They, 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 they. Running back and forth trying to ensure every other activity in the church is taken care of. Because the saints will not submit to God's word and honor God with their tithes and offerings. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. So the apostles prioritized God's word even above the physical needs of the congregation. What did they do? They prioritized God's word above the what? Physical needs of the congregation. The church is created by God's word and sustained by God's word. Without the word of God, a church ceases to exist. It ceases to be a church. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? We need to understand. Without the word of God, the church ceases to be a church.
I said five minutes. Man. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Let me jump over to verse. Uh, there is a word here. And so it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. That word serve here is a very important word. The word serve here, glory be to Jesus, hallelujah, is a Greek word, amen. The word serve here, and it, it, is, a, it is a Greek word that's pronounced diakoneo. You don't, don't, don't get into the pronunciation, amen. And that's according, to, that's according to Strong's Greek and Hebrew Dictionary. In the King James Bible, this Greek word is translated. Now, the reason why I'm breaking it down like this, right, is because I want you to understand. I'm going to, I'm going to move into, into the text says, the disciple said, choose whom? Choose whom? It says, in the reason, uh, there's no reason... It is, it, is no, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. And it says, choose among you seven men. Choose among you how many men? Seven men. I'm, I'm about to make a point. So because the disciples, because the apostles says, I want you to choose seven men. And no mention of women. A lot of churches use Acts chapter 6 verse 3. Amen. To say that there are no women deaconesses. Amen. And they go further and said there should be no women preacher. Are you with me? Don't be scared, saints. I'm going to use the same Bible to show you that there is a precedence for women deaconesses. The scripture makes a point for it and there is a precedence for women preachers. I get what I'm saying, saints. What they will not tell you and what they do is they say, well, let's go back to the Old Testament. God did not choose any woman to be a priest. That's correct, right? God did, Jesus did not choose any woman to be an apostle. That's correct, right? But what they will not tell you is the reason why is because women back then were uneducated. They couldn't read. And so God could not use them. How can you assimilate God's word if you cannot read it? They will not tell you women was reduced to childbearing. And keep them subservient. Are you with me? They will not tell you that. They will not tell you that these men, they had a war against women. The war was between the devil. When God told the devil, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. The devil broke out war against women. Men join in. Somewhere, somehow, the devil got men involved. Let me show you. Let, let me show you. Let me show you in that society because I'm going to show you in Romans chapter 16 verse 1. Paul said, I recommend you Phoebe. Phoebe is a servant. That's the same Greek word for minister. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? I'm sharing the truth of God's word to you. We need to open up our eyes. I said that the Bible, the scripture is universal truth written within the context of the Jewish culture. <laughs> are, you getting, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, glory be to God. So that word here. That word here, can you go, that word, before you go any further, let me show you. Can you go back to our, to our, our exhibit right here. So the Greek word, 
The, there is a Greek word group from which the word deacon is derived. And that's diakonos. So diakonos, sorry. Diakoneo and diakonia. Right here. Are you with me? You can see it. Lord have mercy. You can see it right here. Are you with me, saints? You see, these are the Greek words. And they all have diako, diako, diako as the root. Diako, notice as I said, means attendant. It means a waiter at a table. Especially a Christian teacher and what? And that's according to whom? Go at the bottom, you'll see. That's according to whom? Scoop up, scoop up. That's according to the Strong's Greek and Hebrew Dictionary. I didn't come up with that definition. Right here, Greek and Hebrew Dictionary. So it means technically a deacon or deaconess. Evil Strong said the word means a what? Deaconess, a deacon minister servant. But they will not tell you that. Let's jump over to quickly to Romans chapter 16 verse 1. And let me show you quickly and I'm going to move along. Glory be to God. But you know, I'll complete that next week. Amen. Romans 16 verse 1. Phoebe, who worked with Paul and ministered with Paul, she took the gospel to Rome. And this is what Paul said. I commend unto you. That word commend here is a Greek word to mean that I am commending somebody of great importance. Somebody who's worthy of me recommending them as an apostle. I commend Phoebe, our sister, which is what? The same Greek word. Diakonosis of the church, which is at Syncria. In other words, she was a preacher with Paul. It's right here in the Bible. Jump over. Let me show you. Let, now let, I'm, going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to just show you the verses that they use. Now we are here. We here at Images of God Ministries. We believe in both men and women preachers. Are you with me? Because we believe the Bible supports both men and women preachers. Let me show you what they use to say that women should not be preachers. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 11. And I'm going to correct all of that last week. But I need to just rush through, rush through quickly to show you. Amen. First Timothy chapter, you know for years I've been studying that, for years I had friends call me, I had pastors call me, I had guys who want to start churches call me. They haven't started because some preacher told them they can, the people, anyhow. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 11. Because people told them women cannot be preachers. And most of the people they have with them are women. It says here, it says, let the human learn in silence with all subjection. Can you go to verse what? Verse 12. That is Paul speaking to Timothy. He said, but I suffer not a woman to teach, not to usurp authority over. Now, this is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to see. Paul said, Paul said, I suffer not a woman to teach or usurp, usurp authority over. Right here. The Notice the definite article. It didn't say over men, but the man. But be in silent. And I'm going to show you. Can you go to verse 13? The man. Look at the definite article again. Verse 13. Verse 13 says, For Adam was first formed. Can you go to verse 14? I think there is a glory be to Jesus. Yeah, I'll, I'll deal with that next week. Can you go to... Can you go to verse 10? Is, is it from verse 10? I have the text here with me. Hold on, hold on. Oh, glory be to Jesus. I'm trying to hurry because I promise you. 
verse 9 because I promised you I promised you glory in like manner also let let all right can you go can you go to verse 10 let me look at verse 10 verse 10 again I missed something in verse 10 but which becometh man can you go to verse uh, we started from verse 11 can you go to verse 11 again I missed something in there I want to show you let the human learn let, let whom you see what the human he didn't say let women learn he says let what the human learn in silence with all subjection and go to verse that's what i miss the human and can you go to verse verse 12 and then the man but i suffer not the human to teach nor usurp usurp authority usurp means this is what usurp means let me show you right here let me tell you what usurp means because the, in the church back then women began to experience their freedom the opportunity they realized they were kept down for such a long time amen the word usurp here means usurp means to seize and hold by force without legal right authority so women started coming to the church and they began to they, they, they began what they, they began to do what seize and hold by force positions that were not given to them that's what's going on and so paul now there was a particular woman in the church who was aggressive and that's why paul said let the woman he didn't say let women on a whole You remembered in you remembered in second samuel when god took spoke to saul and he told saul he told saul he told david i give you all of saul's possession i give you all his houses and i give you all of saul's wives and god told david if you needed more possession if you needed more wives, I would have given it to you. Because during that culture, God winked and looked over men's stupidity and allowed them to have more than one wife. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says in days of old, God winked. That was never God's will. Are you with me? That is why I'm telling you, women not preaching that was never god's will never god's will because men held down these women they could not vote until 99 years ago are you with me saints all these years the corruption in that society was so pervasive that they dragged the woman who was caught in the middle of adultery no you cannot commit adultery by yourself how many of you how many of you think that's possible you know but these men they don't think you see they are so you see they are so motivated by male chauvinism let me just say it up there they practice sexism are you with me saints that's a problem are you with me so they dragged they took the woman from the man and left the man in the house why did they do that back then women meant nothing to them and they thought women meant nothing to god so they brought the woman to jesus and they said to Jesus, in Moses' law, we are told, if a woman was caught in adultery, she should be stoned. Now, Jesus is not answering because Jesus is, he, Jesus is giving these grown men an opportunity to come to their senses. He's silent. 
So he's allowing them to come. He's saying, can they think and say, well, she wasn't by herself? He's quiet because he's giving these men a chance to come to themselves. But they wouldn't. And so Jesus said, he who has no sin amount around you, cast the first stone. And then he started writing on the ground. He started writing on the ground. But what he was writing in the sand was their sins. The Bible didn't say that, but that's what I believe. Amen. He was right. I believe the guy who had the Pharisee who had the biggest stone. His name was Jack. He wrote down Jack was with Lucy last night. <laughs> and when Jack saw what Jesus wrote, he threw his stone down and said, God, I'm God <laughs> always had a plan for women. Always included women. Are you with me? When God created man and woman, he gave both of them dominion. He didn't just give, I heard one preacher said, women are looking for power. They have been given power since in Genesis. God gave them dominion. And the Bible said, they were made also in God's image. I'm preaching with such passion because it's been hurting me for a while. And the truth is not being told. And you have one spiritual leader after the other embracing that lie. Embracing that lie. Because it's a bandwagon mentality. Because such and such. Amen. Who's well known. A well known theologian says it. Then every other preacher. Well not this preacher though. No. 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 I with me sense. Because God is a loving God. And God doesn't practice favoritism. Next week, next week, I promise you, the aroma from the entrees is distracting me. So next week, I promise you next week, we're going to take some time, amen, and walk through the scripture. We're going to look at those who say no and the scriptures they use. Then we're going to look at those of us who say, yes, it's possible for God to use a female. And then we'll look at the scriptures we use. Uh, is that all right? And then you will leave. You will leave on your own and go home and say, well, I believe it or not. Amen. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. But since let me share with you this, brothers, let me share this with you. Amen. You stand. Listen to me. You stand. You stand. And don't let that devil run over you. Amen. Problems are natural on this earth. Are you with me? They are what? Natural. All week. All week. I've had a pain right here. All week, I'm telling you, I've had a pain right here. And I know it's a stress pain. Mm? But I still move and did what I had to do. I with me. I laid hands four or five times. My wife laid hands. I'm, I'm just not giving up. Amen. Last night she said to me, you press on me while I, amen, poke it. And she said, okay. I got up this morning, no pain. Because I believe God. And I'm not stopping until I see what God promised me. He promised me healing. And it's got to flow. And now you can stop if you want to. But I have no, I have no intentions to stop. I, it has to manifest. Because it was provided for 2,000 years ago. Oh God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. I'm not going down without a fight. 
The devil is a liar. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church, 850-408-8496.